Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. On the Roman guest line. Sorry, Alex Just kind of how the cookie I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. On the sorry, Roman Alex. guest line is one of our favorite guests. Hailing from 1140 The Bet. Las Vegas, of course. A lot of people call her Lindsay. Some people call her Lynn Sanity. We're going to call her LB or just Lindsay Brown. Lindsay Brown joins the show here at MGM tonight. Lindsay, thank you. Is this where the free filet mignon fan handed out? Am I in the right line? Yes, you are in the right line. Excellent. Lindsay, speaking of filet mignon, what is the best food or food spot in Vegas. That must be a tough that might be a tough question because apparently everybody around here says everything in Vegas is good. Yeah. I've never been and I host a gambling show. So there you have it. Buffets. First of all, um that's unacceptable that you haven't been here. I know, we I'm need sorry. to rectify that immediately. Yes. yes we do. Um and when you do get here, I'm gonna take you to my favorite spot. I'm a really picky eater guys, so my answer probably won't be as satisfactory to as many listeners as you're probably looking for. But there's this place called Ely uh, that's in the I park, love, which yeah. is owned by MGM, which is a great place and a great uh, place to place those bets. Um, but they have this Nutella stand, guys, and they just make a bunch of stuff with the Nutella. And I want, I, I get the crepes, I oh. get the donuts, I get it's a it's a theme restaurant, obviously, and I'm there for the theme, not so much the food, but the chocolate spread. Uh, that's where I'm taking you first, and that's usually well, uh, where, where I would say the best spot is. I'm sorry, Lindsay, but I have to spoil your first trip for me because I'm allergic to neat nuts, tree nuts, hazelnuts. All of it. All the nuts. So I have a peanut allergy and a nut allergy. So it, what's number two well, we on your list? We have nothing for you here, Quentin. Wow. That's a lie. Wow, wow. That's Can't go a to lie. Nutella stand. I guess I'm ne- That's why I haven't been to Vegas because it's mandatory to go to Nutella stand. Exactly. I don't think there's a lot here that would interest you. I, I not a lot of shared interest. Yeah, that's what I heard. There's nothing there that interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Lindsay, how do you manage handicapping this week in the NFL? So many different teams in different spots. Number one, everybody's pretty much injured or resting, getting ready for the playoffs. And then you have teams that just have no business playing football um, because their season is essentially over. Um, do you take a wait and see approach, or do you want to hop on some lines early? Like, what, like how do you how do you handicap this week in the NFL? Well, first of all, I barely understand what like handicap means when we're talking about this. Because, like I said, I'm a bet with your heart and your feelings and the reading of the room. Because uh, I don't understand most of these terminologies that you're using. But the way that I look at it is, I look at who has the most to lose that has some more winning to do. Mm. And and I and I look at all of these teams that are maybe sitting down players for injury or just want to make sure that everybody's good to go for playoffs. Um, and whether or not that's going to impact them if they do lose, if they do win. I, I have a huge eye on, on Trista's Cowboys this weekend because I think while both them and Philly are obviously making the playoffs, uh, there's a lot more trampoline for Philly, and it's a huge trap door for the Cowboys if they should lose. And so that's really where I look for the biggest tilts. Where's the, where's the biggest emotional investment? Where could there be the most chaos uh, from the results, and that's where I, I, I bet, and then I just kind of go on the day of. Who, who do I feel is uh, more lucky or more dangerous, if you ask Baker Mayfield, which not anybody in Cleveland is anymore for some reason. Yeah, Lindsay, you may not know gambling or sports betting terminology, but what you do know how to do is develop some very interesting questions uh, as an interviewer. How do you go you. about your prep? Because you, you might be one of the most skilled interviewers I've ever had 
just come on like and and be able to ask questions that I'm like, wow, that was a really you know creative, interesting, thought provoking question. Oh my goodness, I was not prepared for that compliment, but thank you. Uh, I everything I do is exhaustive. Basically, I, I played goalie in college, and so I spent a lot of time ahead of game time trying to put my energy somewhere because if it wasn't going towards preparing or something productive, it was going to go into that nervous energy. And so I, I try to take that mindset into questions with you or with athletes or coaches. I've kind of played all of those roles in some way, shape, or form. So I just, what would I want to know and what do I already know? So what do I not need to breach? And, and I just try to go at it that way. And honestly, I'm like, how can I make myself sound smart and compelling? And sometimes it works out. Lindsay, uh, my condolences on your Minnesota Vikings. Tough loss to my Green Bay Packers on Sunday night uh, by hey, twenty by twenty seven. Fifth reporters, right? yeah, at yeah. Least I'm not above <laughs> that. So let me ask you this question now. Uh, you got the Bears coming up on Sunday. It's a big one. It's one of the uh, games that doesn't matter, has no implications. But what do you want to see next season? Do you want to see Mike Zimmer gone, a new head coach? Because you're probably not going to get you're probably not getting away from Kirk Cousins. He's most likely back. What do you think they need to do because they have a very talented roster, some talent on the offensive Ooh. side of the ball, to uh, be a 10-11 win team at least next season and maybe get into the playoffs? Asterisk, when healthy, um, all yeah. that talent. Uh, and, and you're right. I don't think Kirk is going any, anywhere, unfortunately. I, I, th- I think it, it's extremely fitting that he wasn't available for this game uh, right. against your Green Bay Packers. Due to COVID, too. Uh, yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, and we spoke about this a couple of times. I mentioned Andre Patterson uh, last week in terms of probably a, a coaching change that they can make without really changing too much because he's been with that organization for so long, the coach of the defensive line, which is where a lot of that talent, as you mentioned, is housed. But they drafted Kellen Mond for a reason, or at least we thought that yeah. they did. And I, a lot of the fan base expected to see him uh, in Kirk. Because uh, instead, and we did it for one reason or another. So if he's not the answer, they have a tendency to put all their eggs in a very, very unstable basket. And so I want them to go out and get a legitimate backup quarterback. I want them to go get Case Keenum again if he's available, but, uh, which he won't be because they, they're doing a good job of maintaining their stuff at, in Cleveland with Stefanski. But just to have another option and to have somebody to push Kirk and to compete and make them think, hey, Maybe I don't run things around here. Maybe I need to start thinking in a different mindset. Like Mike Zimmer had to a few years back when his players were, weren't feeling as collaborative of an approach from him. And he needed to adjust that in his coaching style. And he made a really big emphasis about that. And I think that was incredibly helpful, especially the past two years in Minnesota away from the field, just what's gone on in the community, what's, what's gone on with, with the players and them wanting to be great representatives in our community with all of the of the craziness that's been happening there and has has been happening there it's just that we're really boiling it up to the surface but it's that doesn't matter on the field and that's the unfortunate thing and and i think it's zimmer's time to go and i and i think everybody else just needs to be put in a position where they are forced to compete and be uncomfortable because competition breeds competence absolutely Lindsay. um I have a question about the news that came out today with Antonio Brown. So we saw the entire fallout when he left. Um, And, of course, there was rumors and whispers that the real story would come out. The statement that he put out was, I want to say, first and foremost, extremely well put together. What do you think about the comments that he made? And how do you uh, just process that information and, and look at this thing in its totality moving forward? 
for me, that, there's a lot of words there and a lot of reflection that I wasn't really expecting from Antonio Brown, and I don't feel bad in saying that because I'm not his biggest fan. But the the sentence that stuck out to me the most was, "quote the trigger was so, the trigger was someone telling me that I'm not allowed to feel pain." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And pretty much every other sentence had fallen away for me at that point because at the end of the day, I football it's a game. Money is we something we made up just like time. It's all a social construct. And this is a guy who has been through a lot and he's put a lot of people through a lot too. And so our rush to judgment and obviously we're not used to seeing someone run off the field at halftime, let alone without his pads on. But I, I'm someone that likes to think as her, someone that herself as self-aware and about how that would probably feel if I were that in situ in, in that situation. So I was just trying to basically put myself in his shoes and whether it's the whole truth or whether it's the NFL, I certainly don't, <laughs> side on the on the shield that I don't hang out with them I I I, I err on the side of, of people and so I just kind of slow roll it and, and I people who speak from their mouths those are the ones that I, I tend to listen to and we haven't heard a whole lot um, directly about it from from the other side so it's a lot of speculation and stuff so I, I think it's a good thing to see Antonio at least in a different mindset that we've seen him and and maybe setting an example for a few people. Look at that. You know, yeah. there, there's silver linings to stuff and, and people can change and people stay the same. It's all, nobody knows what they're talking about or what's going on. That's the, that's the moral of the story. All you can want to do is get better, I guess. It, it did feel, Lindsay, like there was more to the story, given the fact that like mm-hmm. the one thing that we can say, regardless of what's going on with Antonio Brown off the field, is that that man is available typically on the field when he's ready to go. One of the biggest, like, work ethics that we've ever seen. Even when he wasn't playing football, we were seeing a ton of tape. Um, So was that, like, something that you were thinking about when all the news came out? Like, there's more to this story than just Antonio Brown having a temper tantrum on the sideline. Yeah. No, I I for sure take into consideration people's furnaces and and people's beginnings and stuff because when you get into the world of sports and just stuff that has – money on the line like we're talking about it's it's because it's risky business and and people are are seeking it out and and really giving a lot back in sacrifice for it and so that's why what i mean by erring on the side of the players because they're the ones that are living with the actual bodily consequences of hurling their bodies at another one moving at a high rate of speed and 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 so based off of what we know about him and based off of and again, that's subjective too. Like I've never talked to Antonio Brown. And even if I did, I don't know if I get the truth then either. Cause nobody really has it, but y- you have to have that stuff in the back of your mind because people's behaviors don't always indicate what's going on on the inside. We don't see what's going on in the inside. And so grace, empathy, compassion, that's first and foremost, my words and not judgment. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining the show. Actually, just one word answer before we get out of here. Who mm-hmm. wins the Super Bowl this season? Mm, Bills. Whoa! What? Lindsay Brown rocking Maybe with the Bills. Be different. You'll have to have me back on. Oh, we oh, will. Man. We'll definitely have you back on. This Lindsay Brown of eleven forty. The downtown Bet. Lindsay Las Brown. They Vegas. call it. Um, man, that's an Odyssey station. You can follow her on Twitter at Lindsay Brown. L I N D S E Y Brown. The color thirty five. Like Kevin Durant.